Stone podcast. <laughs> oh, sorry, I just had to get that off my yeah, chest. Yeah, his name is Scott, yes. and I'm Jeremiah, uh, and uh, we welcome <laughs> you back to yet another week. This is episode forty, and uh, many of our long-term listeners probably know at this point that every five episodes we like to throw in an interview. Uh, this week we have a great one lined up for you guys. We are going to be talking to uh, Dino Stamatopoulos, right? And um, before we get into that interview, just want to make sure people know to go find us on Twitter at the Lost at Home. And to find us on our website, thelossstonepodcast.com. And hey, ladies and gentlemen, it, it is getting into holiday season. You're buying shit, right? You're going it. Most likely you're doing it on Amazon. Most so, likely. So check this out. You go to... I do boast my buying on Pornhub. But <laughs> you, you have a different family. <laughs> they don't even charge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But your, your family it comes wrapped in a, a combo, and they a love combo, it. A combo, yes. Yeah. So... If you, you use two hands, it's... A Kim combo. Trying to think of a play on words. There, I'm gonna put like a fucking <laughs> terrible sound effect in there with like a womp womp womp. You know that, right? Yeah. I have I have tomorrow off. I'm gonna fucking go nuts on sound effects this whole episode. No, uh... a sound effect just happened. <laughs> Believe it or not. So what I was trying to get at is uh, if you go to well, actually either our Podbean page or uh, LostAtHomePodcast.com, right? Uh, right. Either of those have the Amazon link. You click on that, and you just go to Amazon like you normally would. You get to shop around like you normally would, just like you'd normally buy a bunch of shit you and your family doesn't need, uh, and which you should do because everybody needs things they don't need. Believe it. And we get a little bit of a kickback, and it costs you nothing, and we get to you know produce the show a little bit better, buy a few extra good mics I've got on my Christmas list, which I'm probably going to buy through Amazon through our link. Yes. And uh, and we get to keep doing this show and the other show we're doing, which is with um, with Darren Ewing, uh, Horror in the Court, which is on HorrorInTheCourt.com, which you can check out from our uh, first episode last yeah, month. So the next time you go to Amazon to buy something, just make sure you cruise over to our website first, hit the link, Click and the then link, do it from there. And then It'll just do it. Go seconds. crazy. Go nuts at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what I have to say. All right. And uh, I think at this point, we're just going to jump right in with our interview with Dino. Let's uh, Let's hit it. All right, we have here today Mr. Dino Stamatopoulos, who some of you may know better as Starburns from the show Community, uh, on which he also serves as a writer and a consultant. His IMDb page uh, reads like a truly hilariously geekable list of some of my favorite shows and Scott's favorite shows, probably your favorite shows. He's written for Conan, Mr. Show, The Dana Carvey Show, The Ben Stiller Show, and in my opinion, and probably a lot of your opinions if you've seen it, one of the best animated shows ever. Uh, Moral Oral. He's also a partner and driving force behind Starburns Industries, a production company focusing on all things animation. Starburns Industries is responsible for the recent documentary about the uh, Harmontown podcast, of which we are also fans, and uh, Adult Swim's Rick and Morty, of which we are also fans and have talked about. We've talked about all this stuff on the show. Yeah, um, big, big and, fans. And uh, there is uh, the upcoming Charlie Kaufman stop-motion film uh, Anomalisa. And, uh, well, without further ado, let's, uh, welcome Dino to the podcast. 
Welcome to the Lost at Home podcast, Dino. Thanks for being here. Uh, I, I'm not there. I'm on the phone. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Um, Sorry. Yeah. No, <laughs> no problem, man. You're you're a funny guy. You have to you have to mm. add some uh, some levity to this. Um, so now, uh, I mean, everything that people learn from people nowadays comes from the Wikipedia and whatnot. And uh, from what I read, I don't know if this is true, but I want to know if this is true. It said that you got your start. I know that you got your start working Ben Stiller show, um, but it said you got your start by submitting a Simpsons script to the Ben Stiller show or you wrote one. Was that actually true or is that just some Wikipedia? Yeah, when I was in Chicago, I just, uh, I didn't know anything about writing for television. And I mean, I had been writing sketches for, you know, college comedy cabarets and shit like that. Can I swear? Yeah, oh, please. We, <laughs> okay. we, yeah, we get pretty lewd, so don't worry. Okay, about good. That. Cunt. Yeah. <laughs> That's so the first, I, first uh, cunt of the show. It's great. Yeah. So, you know, I was cunting writing in my, you know, my little uh, studio in Chicago. Uh, at the time, I was, uh, I think my major jobs were babysitting and giving sperm. Okay. Um, I had like a $315 apartment and... Uh, I'd, I'd make a hundred dollars a week giving sperm if my sperm was good. Yeah. A lot of times, uh, I kind of fucked up and masturbated during the week and, <laughs> uh, when I, you know, wasn't supposed to, but anyway, so, um, hopefully not when you were babysitting. Yeah. Not when I was B.I. I, I never <laughs> mixed the two jobs up. That's good. You know, yeah. I, you know, uh, I, I compartmentalize very well with that stuff. So I was, uh, yeah, uh, I was just alone in my studio and I, the first season of the Simpsons was airing and I just, uh, and I was totally into it <clears throat> and wrote a script, uh, about, um, I think part of it's been done since I wrote it. Um, I, I don't think they stole it. It was kind of an obvious idea where, um, uh, Marge wanted to have another kid and Homer freaks out and, you know, Mo tells them, don't worry. Your sperm is probably all crazy anyway. Cause you work at the nuclear power plant. And he goes in to the doctor, and the doctor's like, well, you know, <laughs> you got a lot of sperm there. Um, uh, turns out it's all dead, though. And so Homer's uh, freaked out that his sperm's bad, and he's not a man anymore and overcompensates uh, being a really great dad and uh, building extensions on the treehouse. And Bart thinks it's amazing, and... But Lisa's like, Dad, something's wrong with you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> going too far. So basically, it was that. It was sperm base, which I now I put it together. The you know my whole life was sperm at the time. <laughs> yeah, your life before your life was sperm, technically. Yeah, that's true. What do you what do you say? You're disgusting. <laughs> You're talking about my dad's sperm. My dad's dead too. I'm talking about a dead man's sperm. I'm sorry, man. I'm very sorry. Yeah. <laughs> All he was right. a nice guy. He's a nice guy. He had good sperm. That's, that's good. Um, yeah. Well, uh, uh, so we uh, at the beginning we listed off a like ton of shows that you've been a part of. I mean, it was kind of a truly geekable list of stuff that we're all really big fans of. Um, in that, you've written for let's see a couple of late night talk shows, sketch shows, animation, and sitcoms. Now, are there like differences between like the writers' rooms and those very specific atmospheres, or is it pretty much just all like you get a bunch of funny people together and it's all about, you know, just having fun and being funny? Well, it depends which which shows there are. You know, some writing staffs get along better than others. You know, sometimes there's someone at the head of the writing staff or at the head of the show who's not as much fun. Uh, for the most part, I've been lucky, very lucky, and, and worked on good shows and fun shows. 
Um, you know, the ones that were have been around for a while that I kind of just I took jobs because I needed money. <laughs> those were the those were the tougher ones. Those were a little more joyless. Yeah, but uh, and then and then the ones that I ran, uh, which were my shows, were really easy because um, I didn't really have a staff, you know. And and when I did have like a little uh, staff, I would just kind of um, outline a certain direction for someone, and they'd go off and write it, and then I they'd bring it back, and then I'd rewrite it or whatever, you know. So uh, I, we never had like late night rooms or anything like that, like with community. Uh, because it's such a, you know, a detailed, crazy show every week, uh, with a new genre, um, those writing rooms were the worst. They were like, just, you know, uh, all through the night and into the morning, you know, but I luck, you know, I was in my, uh, you know, I'm in my late forties. I don't stand around for that stuff. I just go home or drink. Are you a part of the writing room right now for the new season of community? I'm not because I took a, a job with my friend Robert Smigel, who's doing a Triumph, the Insult Comic Dog show, oh, uh, right. sitcom for Adult Swim with Jack McBrayer. And uh, I got really excited about the idea, and I thought oh, that'll be that'll be a fun show to write on, and submitted a, like some ideas to make sure I wasn't too old to write for the show. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, and, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to that. That sounds awesome. Does that also mean no Starburns this season? I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I'd be willing to do it, although I'm here in New York now, so I don't think they would fly a Starburns out. I don't, you know, there's bigger names that are harder to even, like, you know, that the show won't even fly out. So, gotcha. Uh, so they're going yeah. to they're gonna have to kill you off again? <laughs> I don't, or just never mention me. <laughs> <laughs> well, remember that guy? I don't know. He was kind of weird. But, uh, no, you, you, yeah. you mentioned uh, some of your original uh, and, I wouldn't even mind if they just hired someone else who didn't look anything like me and put Starburns <laughs> on him. I think if they did that, they would have to make sure it was as opposite as possible. Don't even give him Starburns, but still call him Starburns and just like have him, <laughs> yeah. just like a straight laced, like handsome dude, like you know, just totally, just absolutely as far from some Starburns. Aryan nation yeah. looking guy. Yeah, blonde. Or, or he should, or he should have star shaped actual burns, like fire burns on his face <laughs> from some kind of accident. Like a different Starburns altogether. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How coincidental. Um, you did mention, you know, like the writer's rooms of stuff that you've actually created is uh, a little bit different. And that brings me to uh, one of my favorite shows ever. And this isn't just a pander or anything like that is uh, moral oral. And it's funny. Cause when I was reading through like your, uh, yeah, I think it was a couple years ago, you started a Reddit thread being like, ask you anything. And yeah. I, w- I went to that and I was expecting, uh, you know, everybody to just know you as Starburns because community was so popular. And it seemed like there were two Starburns questions and the rest were all about moral oral. So obviously people. Yeah, after the show thing. gets canceled, that's yeah. when everyone comes out of the woodwork. <laughs> I know. I was at a bar the other day and there was this critic for, um, um, I think it was like the New York Times. And, uh, you know, we were talking and, I, you know, I didn't tell him who I was or, you know, I didn't think he'd know. And uh, someone came in and said, uh, asked me my name. And I said, Dino. And, and the, the critic said, Dino, are you a writer? What's your last name? And I said, he's like, you did more oral? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I love that show. That was, that was an amazing show. It was so brave and all that bullshit. And I'm like, yeah, fuck you. Why didn't you write about it? <laughs> no, one, no one gave a shit when it was on. 
Yeah. Where was he? What was he writing about? I know, like somebody from the New York Times. He was writing about community, how much he loved that. Right. <laughs> no, that was that was before. But anyway, uh, yeah, I'm a little bitter. Well, I mean, I am too, if it meant that Moral Aura could have lived on longer, because uh, I know it seems like after <clears> the fact, everybody's like, jumped on it and wants more of it and all that kind of stuff. But I can see what you're saying. Like, well, if you were, had just been there for the, you know, a couple of years, we, the few years we did it, then maybe we'd still be going. But I don't know if it would have still been on. It yeah. just would have made me like just happier. It would have made my ego uh, feel better. Right. But, um, I, you know, I mean, Mike Lazo, <clears throat> you know, called me up uh, while he was reading and watching season three happening uh, before his eyes and said, dude, I got to, cancel this thing it's too depressing it's depressing me <laughs> it, it was a pretty depressing <clears throat> season but yeah it was it was really really what like well done though i mean it's kind of like how uh, i mean I could, he's like he's like there was one joke the whole season so far and i'm like tell me where the joke is i gotta take it out <laughs> well you could say that thing about it i guess it's somebody that you probably came up with writing with is you could say the same thing about like louis louis ck's new show it was kind of the same thing but it doesn't make it like less poignant and you know maybe i guess it's different if something's on adult swim versus you know louis, louis told me the other day i could uh, 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 i talked to him still and uh, he uh he said he was uh uh part of this last season was inspired by season three of moral laurel oh okay because yeah. that was uh, the the latest season of uh louis i kind of felt that same way where i was still just as drawn in by it but it was they were really yeah. i was like man i'm not really laughing a ton but i'm loving yeah. it just it was as a much. big departure from the previous seasons and a huge departure from lucky louis yeah right oh yeah yeah <laughs> i worked on that show too yeah. yeah yeah i saw that online i actually didn't know that until today i, I was impressed because i actually really liked the original it just stood out as something different well, yeah, I mean, it was it was different trying to be something old and similar to like you know the honeymooners and um, you know I don't think people really responded to the set mostly <laughs> anything. I mean, yeah. you and you and Louis probably worked on a lot of this. I mean, at least it looks like IMDb wise, your career is kind yeah, of yeah. Well, we parallel. we started out. I was on Conan when Conan first started you know, before it started and, uh, and I was helping hire the next writers and Louis submissions came in. And, um, I remember backing him up completely. I was really excited that he was going to come on the show and we ended up being office mates, um, on, uh, on Conan, you know? So, uh, so we started pretty much at the same time. I mean, I guess I started a little bit before him with the Ben Stiller show. That was my big break. And you know he had worked on Caroline's Comedy Hour or something like that. Right. Yeah. Before that, but I think Conan was his first real big break. So, um, and going back to the Moral Oral, and then of course there's Mary Shelley's Frankenhole, and uh, I know I, I, you're working. I don't know if it's actually you working on the Charlie Kaufman, what is it, Anna Lisa, uh, or if it's just Starburns Industries. But I know that you have it seems to have a penchant for. Um, animation specifically stop motion was animation and writing a script for the Simpsons was animation or writing for animation always a path you wanted to take and you just happened to get into the live action stuff or were you just yeah I mean I grew up you know with animation like we all did I guess and um, and I liked stop motion a lot and certainly moral oral lent itself to stop motion and as soon as you know I was making uh, moral oral I was like you know I got to keep these people working you know, because they were doing amazing work and I just loved it. And there weren't a lot of shows, you know, it was a robot chicken and a couple other things at the time, but I wanted to keep doing it, uh, mostly because I just loved it. 
And uh, and then uh, around the time, I think, when Moral Laurel started, I saw this play that Charlie Kaufman, who we, we had worked together on the Dana Carvey show, and he invited me to this night of um, radio plays, plays written specifically for the radio, and one of them was Charlie's play, Anomalisa, which I loved, and I, I ever since I saw it, I was like, I needed that script, I just wanted to read it again. And he never really got back to me about it, he's like, I don't know, I think there's a version somewhere, I don't know. And finally, I got my own studio, Starburns Industries, and I said, now give me the script and we'll put your movie on, we'll make your movie, you know. And he said, okay, great. And uh, we uh, we raised some money, and then he came in to uh, co-direct with uh, with, an, with uh, someone else who was more knowledgeable with stop motion. So, and uh, and I just uh, you know I got an email that it's ninety eight percent finished the awesome. actual uh, the actual shooting. So uh, one or two more weeks, and then I think we go into post. Great. That actually yeah. answered my next question of uh, like how far along it was. I, I think the last thing I read was you know eighty five, ninety percent or something. So yeah, it took it took a long time, and it was a lot more um, complex than we thought it would be because you know uh, our my original meetings with Charlie was like, well, you know, it's got to be very stylized, it's got to be cheap, you know. But I, you know, I want your vision to be your vision and he said okay and then his vision got carried away and uh the budget went up and everything went up and and uh and we didn't really uh set a lot of time for uh pre-production which is where you you know test all the puppets and everything and it's a very new kind of puppet and new specific style uh so we didn't have that time so we started shooting and a lot of problems occurred and you know production had to stop down because we had to work out what these puppets were and all that so it was a very complex uh way of doing it and a kind of a backwards way of doing it but i don't think we could have done it any other way because with what the budget is now which i'm not really allowed to say (laughs) um I don't think we would have ever walked into this and, and thought we could do it. You know, we had to do it with this kick, original Kickstarter, and then and then take it from there. But I will say that, in the true spirit of the Kickstarter, you know, it's totally Charlie's vision, and whatever money, other money we got, uh, we didn't have to change Charlie's vision in any kind of way. So nice, that was good. Yeah. yeah. Jerry, you're, uh, you're yeah, nice. yeah. Let's. Uh, I mean, that's. I was actually going to ask about that because the budget seemed kind of small on the Kickstarter. I mean, it was like you you asked for two hundred grand, and then you got I think four hundred something like that, and it just, <laughs> yeah. So so it seemed like uh, kind of small in terms. Of, so I, I was assuming that was like kind of a seed money to kind of. Get well, it, it wasn't there. supposed to be seed money. It was you know. I mean, it was it was supposed to be like I said, a very simple. Uh, stylized idea. It was only 40 minutes long, and then Charlie found another script uh, of the same, okay. you know, a different version of the script, and now it's a full-length, I think, 80 to 90-minute movie. I'm not sure how long it's going to end up, but it's it's a full-length feature now. Well, uh, and actually, that brings me to a question about whether you've had interest in general moving into feature films or, uh, you know, animated or otherwise, or if you're really just looking to stick to, you know, the short format, um, you know, sitcoms and, you know, sketch shows. Well, no, I have a, I have a, a few scripts that I'm working on that I'd love to turn into. Right now, I'm 
I'm turning them into graphic novels. There's one that's a musical, so I'm working on a musical graphic novel. And don't ask me how that works, because I'm not sure yet. That Trent? <laughs> Trent or yeah. Yeah, yeah, actually, I, I haven't read it yet, but I bought that today, so I'm looking forward to checking it out. So. Oh, thanks. And, yeah, all that money is going to the artist, because uh, she's kind of doing this on spec right now. And hopefully we'll make it into, we'll be able to sell a few, and, you know, she'll get that money, and then... Um, and then the money we're going to split that money and and uh, hopefully make a, a stop motion movie out of it too. Oh, cool. And then uh, we could use the graphic novel as a sort of a you know as a storyboard for it. Yeah, we can actually uh, link that out on our website too to get some more uh, interest built yeah, we'll up for it. To, so try to get people behind that for sure. And um, it looks sure, really... it's, a, it's a it's a very dark story in in uh, the the vein of season three Moral Laurel. So oh, cool. Know. And and eventually I want to do – what I want to do is 12 stories uh, and of um, – and it's not like a crazy original idea, but 12 stories that happen on the same block, and but each story happens on a different month of the year. And uh, so you've got like – uh, characters who are peripheral in some uh, in some of the movies, and then we actually see that they they become main characters in other movies. It's, a you great know? Concept. it's been done like the Decalogue and other other films like that, but I just I just thought it would be a fun way of doing a bunch of stop motion movies. Definitely, um, yeah, agreed. And and uh, as far as Starburns Industries in general, uh, I mean, I I assumed you had a, a role in the how do you pronounce it Anomalisa and Anomalisa like anomaly that's right okay Anomalisa um, just because of the stop motion aspects of it but you know you the Starburns Industries is responsible for you know the Harmontown documentary and the uh, you know yeah. Rick Rick and Morty because I know Dan Harmon is also a big part of that um, is this like kind of an umbrella thing where you guys all just come together with your individual projects or does everyone kind of have a hand in every project that gets brought to the table? Um, well, we're open to, you know, like if I have a project, I'm, I'm open. I would love Dan to have, you know, to read it and give notes and, and vice versa. And, um, uh, also, uh, Rob Schraub is part of the company. Right. So anything he does, we'd love to be a part of. And, uh, so uh, yeah, we all bring our own projects, but also, uh, are looking at people who are bringing in projects. You know, we just want to be uh, a studio that, um, is, is doing great stuff and, uh, and material that wouldn't normally be done, mm. you know? Yeah, definitely. You've uh, you've yet to let us down. We uh, we're huge fans of pretty much everything that's been generated from that studio. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Anomalisa goes because I I think it's going it's brilliant. It's it's certainly not going. You know, I, I don't want to give anything away, but um, you know, it's a Charlie Kaufman movie. Yeah, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, it could it could be a little. It's well between you and Charlie Kaufman. I'm sure it's got it's pretty interesting and intriguing so um yeah i, I had nothing to do with the writing but i, okay. I just think it's a brilliant script yeah. yeah well i mean charlie kaufman has yet to disappoint me as well so yeah no just, it's, um, it's it's a brilliant piece yeah is there anything actually uh that's coming out of starburns industries that maybe people aren't aware of that you want to plug or tease or anything like that <clears throat> not right now we have things in the works but i don't think it's anything that i could talk about i mean we're we're going to we're producing a, a pilot for FX, hopefully. Oh, cool! Um, so we'll see what happens with that. See if it goes, and uh, that'll be live action. And yeah, we want to do everything: live action, uh, standard, classic 
animation, stop motion, CG, you know. Oh, great. Um, I think at this point, uh, we're actually going to transition. Jerry, you all set with your... Uh, yeah, round? yeah. I wanna, like, where That, that kind of wraps up most of the questions we had. I mean, I honestly, I could probably geek out on, especially going through your whole... I could ask you about every single Conan you ever wrote, but um, <laughs> instead, uh, let's. I just want to transition into the 10 questions here. Uh, these are going to be kind of rapid fire. Um, some of them are a little wacky. Actually, I've got a couple of references to a movie that you said you... Uh, you like, so I'm curious if you catch the references. Um, but uh, they're they're don't give uh, it away. Okay, good, good. All right, so um, and there, there's only a couple of them here. So, but the first one I, I was curious about in general is uh, if you had to live the life uh, or live the rest of your life as one of your character creations, which one would it be? Um, God, I I guess it uh, it's kind of all of them anyway because I <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, I, I feel like I'm clay. In, uh, but uh, okay. I, I wouldn't want to be I wouldn't want to be Clay because I got out of uh, a relationship and you know I know I'm not a good uh, person to live with so uh, if I if I stayed in a relationship I'd be Clay but uh, I guess uh, you know uh, one of my characters um, the mummy in uh, <laughs> he, he he loves puns that's cool he's a very he's a very simple man right. no brain no pain. <laughs> All right. Uh, question number two: Who is your favorite Ghostbuster? Uh, it wasn't a rapid fire answer. I know. Oh, Sorry. Oh, oh that's, that's fine. fine. We, yeah. we we they don't have to be that rapid fire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Number two: Who's your favorite Ghostbuster? Uh, Murray, whatever his name was. Peter Bagman. Yeah. Right. yeah. See, I don't even know the names. Yeah. I, I will say that I saw uh, Ghostbusters like on cable a few years ago, and I was watching it. And I'm like. Is this Ghostbusters two? It doesn't seem that funny. <laughs> I kind of didn't quite hold up. Like, didn't hold up. It didn't quite hold up for me. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think it depends on like any of those movies, like what kind of nostalgia you have wrapped around them. Exactly. Um, I was I was a little old, so you know. I mean, uh, a friend of mine uh, was dating a girl, and he thought he he, he would he would, uh, and she was much younger than him, so he wanted to gauge what the generation gap was, and he brought up Ghostbusters because. To our generation, you know, we're in our late 40s, it was, you know, just a comedy. To, you know, younger people, it was, you know, it was, it was a, a cool movie, you know. Right, yeah. Um, so he asked her what she thought of Ghostbusters. She said, oh, that's the scariest movie I ever saw in my life. She was like <laughs> four when it came out. Yeah, right. So, yeah. Um, number three, do you like chocolate hot dogs? Uh, I like chocolate and hot dogs. Right. Are, are chocolate hot dogs actual uh, hot dogs with chocolate on them? This was a uh, this was a reference. This was to see if you could get my reference to a movie, a stop motion movie called uh, Mary and Max. Oh right, Mary yes. and Max. It's Mary a very and... it's a very obscure reference, like in like the first letter that Max. No, writes no, in. I should have I should have caught that. Yeah, You're yeah. Right. No, that's okay. There's still there's one more coming up down the line. They did look good. I, I like any uh, animated character who eats. I'll, yeah. I'll, this was I'll like a, get hungry. He, he, like a smash the Toblerone into a bun, I think, was it. Like, that was his whole yeah. creation. Yeah, yeah, I'd be into it. All right. Uh, I, was, I was definitely salivating when I saw that. <laughs> uh, question number four. Uh, speaking of cunts, which Muppet would be considered the most fuckable? Um, there was the... Uh, 
the kind of hippie band member girl. Oh, I was going to oh, pick her. Yeah. Kinda... That's exactly what I had in mind. The big lips. I think her name was Janice, right? Yeah, she was like, yeah, dude, come on, man, fucking pound yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> I would have I I fucked this shit. The, I would have fucked know that, they did, the hand out of her. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know they did. You know that whole band just fucking, like, animal included. Yeah. It was just Felt like, like, no, animal, you're not allowed to do cunnilingus. Look at those teeth. Yeah, you know there's cum in all those Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> I just like a name of, like, a fucking creepy autobiography from one of the hands in the Muppets. There's cum in all these Muppets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, so I want to, I want you to pick three writers you've never worked with uh, that you would consider like a dream team for a project. Uh, Jack Handy. Um, I don't know if you, if you know, he was, I, a, I do. Yeah. We, are, we are yep, familiar. Absolutely. Oh yeah. You're nerds. Yeah. So you love <laughs> we're, exactly. We're nerds. Uh, George Meyer, who I know, uh, but I've never worked with him. Um, and Harry Shearer. Ooh, nice. nice. Cool. All good choices. Uh, let's see. Uh, number six, community is about college. What's the strangest thing you ever did on a real campus? Um... Strangest thing I ever did on a real campus. I, I haven't really been on a real campus because uh, <clears throat> I went to Columbia College in Chicago. I mean, I guess it's a campus, but it didn't. It, it was just a bunch of buildings sprawled out <laughs> like everywhere. Like in the city, yeah. 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 Uh, weirdest thing I ever did. Gosh, I don't. Uh, I wasn't. Uh, I guess I was weird back then. I, don't know. <laughs> I probably just cried about being a virgin. <laughs> yeah, that counts. That totally yeah. counts. Yeah. That sounds like my college experience, actually. Yeah. Um, number seven, where do babies come from in America? Uh, yeah, all right. Should, should we move on? I mean, I don't <laughs> I don't know where they come from. I, no, this, this was the, the, don't they come from my sperm? This was the second Mary and Max uh, reference. This the I believe that said if you're religious, they come from Catholic nuns, uh, and right. if you're an atheist, they come you know, from dirty prostitutes. Pops, yeah. Uh, so, God damn it! No, that's I'm okay. Believe me, like I didn't like I watched that movie like a few years ago, a couple of years ago, when one of my friends uh, told me about it, and just reading some stuff, like going back and researching what you've done, and I read across your Reddit, and you were like. <laughs> popped out Mary and Max like four times in there, like watch Mary and Max. And I know uh, I've watched it a million times yeah, and so, I get, I get the reference, but yeah. So I just, find this thing. I, I, I watch I just it. Get, it's a today. lot of pressure. These questions. No, I know. I, but I just want, I want to win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's, you win nothing. If you get these right or wrong. So Here, here's, a, here's an easy one. Uh, number eight, you're Greek. Does it have its privileges? Yeah, actually, you know, I, when I, um, I got done with the Ben Stiller show, uh, they, uh, my agent called me and said, Hey, uh, Fox wants to give you an all-around deal, like a million-dollar deal, if you write on Married with Children for a year, and then you could go off and create anything you want. And um, I said, why do why do they want to give me this deal? And they said, because you're Greek, and they have too many <laughs> Jewish writers. <laughs> to, I'm like, oh, well, no, I don't want to do it. I, I went to work with Conan instead. Well, it <laughs> okay. turned out, I was like, eh, the million-dollar deal, that'll come back someday. Never came back. No? Oh, that's too bad. It will. You'll get it. That's all right. I would have been miserable working on Married with Children. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the same joke over and over again. Like, oh, yeah. peg. Um, <laughs> uh, although Fox, before, right before that, I think this is why they offered me it, they wanted to do a series of 
for Skank. I don't know if you remember Skank from the Ben Stiller show, but it was basically it was an idea I had. It was basically uh, um, Skank was a sock puppet that was ahead of a family. Oh, a real family. Yeah, that's right. And the whole idea was it was just a dumb fox idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they wanted to make it. <laughs> and uh, we actually went and had meetings and everything. And um, I think uh, it fell through because, uh, you know, Fox didn't want to work with Ben Stiller anymore or something. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's genius. We love it. It's exactly what we've always wanted. Uh, yeah. Have you ever stolen anything from any of your TV sets that you've worked on? Um, like, you know, or let's well, not use the word reappropriated. Stolen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't want to get you in trouble. Yeah, actually, I um, on Conan, uh, <clears throat> I used to write this bit called Slim Morgan Body. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, it was uh, like a Slim Good yeah. Body kind of guy. Yeah, only I... he had real organs on the outside of his body, and he was just a freak. Yeah. And but he made lemonade out of those lemons, and he taught kids about the human body. And there were different, uh, he'd come out with different things. He had a dog named Guts, who had a dog with uh, organs on the, on the outside of his body. And I wrote one where it was uh, his girlfriend, Trim Pregnant Body, who had <laughs> a baby on the outside of her body, like uh, gestating on the outside of her body. And I talked to the costume people, and they made it. It cost like $2,000 to make the costume. And... Uh, and uh, I had a, a woman put it on, and the standards and practices woman came down and said, nah, you're not doing it. And he just had this costume, so I just uh, I just took it and yeah. wear it for Halloween sometimes. <laughs> I was going to say, that seems like an awesome thing to have in a collection. And don't even explain why you have it. Just be like, what? Oh, people, people get really offended, too, when they see it. Yeah. As they should. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Well, standards and practices is never wrong, right? Yeah, right. They, they, they know they know what's best for all of us. Standards and practices on the Ben Stiller show back in like '92, we were on like really early, like around when 60 Minutes was on. So you know, whatever that was, like seven. Uh, it was it was right before prime time, and uh, couldn't say idiot. Oh my like, god! Because it was a it was a mental illness. Well, I mean, you had similar issues probably with, uh, I mean, from what I understood, the Dana Carvey show was even considered, like, too risque for its time slot. I love that show yeah. so much. The the skinheads from Maine thing still gets me today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, I think that might have been just a Stephen Colbert idea. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah he was a great writer and, uh, and actor, so, yeah. All right, Jared, is this mine? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Last question, number 10. Um, what have you been listening today uh, for good music? Something that maybe we've missed and uh, haven't caught on to yet. Uh, Robbie Folks. I just saw him in concert here in uh, in Brooklyn. Uh, he's he's a, he's a country guy, and I'm not really usually into country music, but this is like kind of old school Hank Williams kind of shit. Like the real country, yeah, real, country. real country, right? And he's really funny too. He's got some funny songs and some, you know, heartfelt songs. And he's great in concert. If you ever get to see him, Robbie Folks is amazing. Very cool. And his, I forget what his new album's called, but um, yeah, we'll definitely check him out. Yeah, one of the it, reasons it, I uh, I asked that actually is because I wanted you to try to turn me on to some new music because I got turned on to the Mountain Goats actually from I think as apparently a lot of people did from Moral Oral. Uh, right. So, and actually, a lot of when I looked through the uh, there was like a YouTube uh, 
you know, or, or may, I can't remember what it, where it was, YouTube playlist or something of all like these uh, moral oral kind of soundtrack songs in there. And I realized how many good songs were in there that I just was unaware of until I actually watched that show. So I figured you guys. Yeah, some actually, and I used Robbie Falk in uh, in a Frankenhole, like a snippet of his uh, oh, one of cool. his songs for the end. Uh, I don't know if you if you saw the uh, the where the he Frankenstein gives himself a vagina. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, the the very end is a very little snippet of a song of Robbie Falk's called Pluto, which is a love song to the planet that's no more, which oh, is wow. a, kind of a funny, sweet song. That's nice. Yeah, I'll check it yeah. out. Yeah. Well, uh, I think that wraps up our uh, our process here. So we really appreciate you, Dino, coming on and talking to us. I know you're busy. Uh, you got a bunch of stuff going on. So um, taking time out to talk to us. You know, lowly podcasters is uh, pretty awesome. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I hope you're fucking happy. Yeah, we, oh, we, we're we, we are, man. I, we're we, we're gonna send a virtual dick suck your way. We're we're ready right. to go. Yeah, we're good. All right, all right. Leave, leave me alone now. Okay. <laughs> all right, guys. All right, take care. Right, thank you very much. All right, bye. Bye. All right, thanks again to Dino for doing that. Uh, he's awesome, and he has like he does a lot of our favorite shows and stuff. Also. I like any guests or anybody who is willing to just pop on the show and be like, yeah, fuck it. Can I say cunt? And then just like does. So yeah, that's pl- pretty please great. do to all future guests. Yeah, please. From now, it's actually going to be like a prerequisite. Like it's going to be a part of a form. Just yeah, like- I think uh, for episode 45, we have Jane Goodall lined up. And <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure we're going to tear up for a good yeah. cunt. My, yeah, my, the, my favorite chimp, cunt, was uh, <laughs> recently let go in the wild. Ooh, ooh, ah, ah. That's exactly. Just, that's that's my Jane Goodall impersonation. Both uh, of those were. <laughs> <laughs> does she make monkey sounds? She does. I, have you ever seen that? She does make monkey sounds. Wow. She makes. She knows how to talk to monkeys, dude. I saw the same interview. Well, I've seen John it. Oliver. I've wasn't seen, it? I've seen quite a few videos. Wasn't it John, John Oliver? Oh, she was. Last she week? was mostly recently on uh, John Oliver a couple weeks ago. I think. Yeah. 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 And she was. Yeah, her she, daughter she, was. She it? very recently was on John Oliver. Yes. Right. On him. Just. Mounting him like a cunt splayed and like a fucking sucking him in like a Venus flytrap, <laughs> like a horny chimpanzee. Oh He's my God. signing as quick as he can. Please don't eat me with your giant <laughs> cunt with a banana, just shoving it up her cunt so she doesn't. <laughs> just a banana. I like that's a I'm punk. Gonna... That's a punk band name like Banana and Jane Goodall's cunt. I'm gonna like, feel that's... really bad if she dies before this airs. <laughs> Yeah, she's kind of a visionary, like, amazing person, but, you know. Yeah, but the last thing stop anyone raping wants people. to hear yeah. is <laughs> on Wednesday in memory of Jane Goodall. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, um, so, so we're, we're going to show proper now. Yeah, just pop into web droppings. Let's do it. Web dropping. All right, Jerry, you have the first web dropping oh, this week. What little geez. gem did you bring to the table for discussion? Um, well, let's just call this, um, there's come in your Starbucks. Or a jizz latte. Ooh, I'm really glad. I thought for a moment you're gonna have a, a, an audio faux pas and be like, "There's come in your starburns." <laughs> uh, nope. Uh, we had enough talk about that earlier. Yeah, yeah. Or actually, the come that was coming out of him. But we'll, we'll move on from that point. Yeah. You know, I, I was another thing I was glad about with with having uh, Dino on as a guest. He he didn't break our. We we have like a come train. If you want to call it that, it's not a comfort. I don't want to call it that. <laughs> <laughs> let's no, set, let's um, set the record straight there. Okay, no, but we we do have like a you know a, I talk about jizzle. I I say jizz at least once an episode. Okay, or come at least once an episode. I try. I make it a point. You're very obsessed with excretions out of the penis. Penis excretions. No, you talk about poop a lot too. Well, yeah, but I mean, I'll, that, I I always poop doesn't come out of the penis. 
wait a minute. <laughs> Have you been it doing doesn't... it wrong all these years? Oh my god, it fucking hurts so bad. <laughs> it's like, no, there's corn this time, god damn it. It's like passing a kidney stone. I mean, and also like a large... Man, imagine passing a big piece of poo out your penis. That would fucking suck. Uh, yeah, but anyway, Starbucks is apparently flavored with the semen of sodomites. Uh, this is according to a New York City pastor. I was going to say, who, who's the genius who came up with that? A pastor. Of course. Yeah. And I know uh, for all our religious folks who tuned in to listen to Dino's <laughs> interview, because we know the religious people love the, the moral oral. Um, but this uh, pastor, James Manning, uh, of the World Missionary Church in Harlem, he claimed recently that uh, Starbucks was actually ground zero for Ebola, and then he was like, "Oh man, turns wait, out wait, all of them or just one? Because there could only be one, like ground zero, the ground zero for. Otherwise, it'd be ground zero, ground which is one, interesting. Ground he, two, ground yeah. three, which is interesting that it's ground zero impact. for Ebola, where they like apparently it was ground zero, and then they took it all the way over to Africa and fucked up that whole country first. And then took it over here and cured it three out of four times. Like, that's how ground zero it was. Yeah. This guy, you know, doesn't think a whole lot about on, on the logical side of things. He's a pastor. He, logic exactly. is not really in his vocabulary. No. Um, but uh, there's actually a really... Uh, let me get this little clip going on here. You have an audio clip for I, us? I've got an audio clip. This is the pastor telling you that this is the semen of the sodomites. Okay. And this is after he's explained, like, listen. Is this well, in I, church or is this, like, interview Oh, style? no, it, it's it's on, like, he has, like, a network. You know, it's on, like, one of those Bible networks. So he has uh, his own, like, probably three-hour block of just rambling shit. It's probably not too far off from regular Fox News type stuff. Um, and, but this guy is, like, uh, he was, first off, he was going off, like, uh, about how the Huffington Post and all these, like, liberal, gay... Uh, agenda newspapers and media sources were giving him shit like last week when he posted this, which was actually two weeks ago, I think. Them liberal um, gays, they're taking our blowjobs. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I, I don't think most of these pastors have, have gotten or given... Well, they probably... Yeah, I don't know. They're the, still choir boys, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So let's not make assumptions that we can't stand behind. Yeah, I think that's more of a Catholic thing. I think this this guy's like a probably like a Baptist minister or like a evangelical actually. He's a televangelical. So. I, all those words just sound the same to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, like dumb dums who say dumb dumb things. Yes, dumb yeah. dums. <laughs> well, we'll like, let's just listen to a couple of dumb dumb things right now. But the thing that I was not aware of is that there had been some information that had been released and the inquisitor news online news service carried this as a major story the week before that what saw what starbucks was doing is that they were taking specimens of male semen and they were putting it in the blends of their their uh, lattes now this is the absolute truth it's right there. You can see it right there in Inquisitor Online Services. It was a big article about an investigation into Starbucks using male semen and, and putting it into the, 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 the blend. No, yeah. No, right off it's the, a truth. Right off the bat, when he cited that the uh, the story came from the Inquisitor, yeah. I tend not to believe things I read from sources called Inquisitor, Examiner. Oh, and also, oh, look at the way Inquisitor is spelled. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It, it, it's the Inquisitor, like, Tumblr is spelled. Like, it's one of those cutesy, like, oh, the like, there's... I'm things. glad you actually went on and explained that and didn't just show it to me and yeah, then no, go on. Of course. <laughs> it's a podcast. You know, you it, know, it's like one of those things where you, like, take <laughs> out the fucking vowels half the time to be cutesy internet-y. You know, yeah. you're like, oh, Inquisitor. So, um, but really, 
what he was saying this is the truth, right? The, oh, yeah, the yeah. Capital T truth. God came down and said, "Hey, man, like this, you shouldn't be fucking jizzing all, like all these uh, lot lattes." As he lattes. Said. And, I love that. So you should not be drinking the lattes. So just watch out. Just the watch pump, out. The pumpkin you... spice lattes. <laughs> <laughs> the pumpkin spice lattes. They, they have the semen of gingers. And you know, like fucking a pumpkin. They're, so, they're soulless people, the gingers. You you don't want your ginger Amen. semen in your latte. Tell me about it. Pumpkin spice is going to get you. It's going to take away your soul like a ginger. I just see what, like somebody fucking a pumpkin. I, I Only just, because I really want to fuck a pumpkin. I just picture what I see every time I close my eyes. It's just a naked ginger furiously masturbating into a cup. <laughs> Wait, every time you close your eyes? <laughs> it's hard to sleep. Not <laughs> Kelly, it happened again. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Scott, just take some fucking Ambien or something. Cut it out with the gingers, fucking pumpkins and lattes and shit. I live a hard life. Not a lot of people know that. Hard. No, it happened again. Hard's a trigger. Yeah. All right, what do you got for me? Oh, we're moving on? Yeah, fuck it. Wow, cool. Well, I mean, what else do we have to say about that? <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay, so I brought this story to the table. Um, Japan is known for a lot of its weirdness, uh, not just its anime and its uh, sexual kinks. We've done a couple of stories about their yeah. weirdness. Weird the, vending I mean, machines. I mean, everything. And... Vending machines, food, restaurants, and mm-hmm. uh, this is actually comes down to being close to a restaurant. It's a cafe. All right, yeah. Uh, there's a cafe called Cafe Sisioka. It is in uh, Osaka's Nippobashi uh, province. Just Did like that? usual here at Lost at Home Podcast, we pronounce things perfectly. Isn't um, that I, right, I, I Dino Stabatopoulos? <laughs> actually, I don't know if they have provinces or districts or counties. Um, Why'd you bring that up? You could have just said it. Nobody knows that. They would have just assumed you were right. Now they know that we're fucking stupid. Fine, they know that. sure. Um, for, <laughs> I'll edit that out. For 15 American right. dollars uh, on the menu, you can order a butt kicking. Now, is that like a burger with like a fucking jalapenos and, no, and like hot sauce? Because that's no. what it sounds like. A Texas burger called the butt kicker would be like, yeah. No, I'd rather have this than that because bleeding out my ass from eating spicy food sounds less excruciating than this. Um, this uh, cafe is like several others of its type where the waitresses all dress like French maids and talk in the cutesy, high-pitch, anime-style girl voices. Okay. Like the hee-hee. Like dressed in... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Like schoolgirl costumes, French maid. This is French like maid, yeah. Okay. yeah. And uh, if you order off the menu a butt-kicking, it costs you $15, and... Is that... Like, that's what they really do? It's not a meal. It's an act. They uh, they will actually get pissed at you after you order it, and this is on purpose. They did It's like a role-playing thing. But they're not actually angry. They're actually probably happy because they're like, oh, get some money. Sure. They got a good tip. Yep, they uh, they will call you a perv, and they will call you names, and okay. they will get angry with you. This is like you. an S&M thing. Then they will tell you to get on all fours in the middle of the restaurant on the floor. And usually they say things like, or they make guys say things like, I'm a total perv. And then they're like, yeah, yeah, you are. And if you don't say it in Japanese, you actually, like, make them angry or fake angry. And basically the whole thing culminates I'm in them doing this routine where they're like, you're so happy that everyone's looking at you, right? And at the end, they, they kick you in the ass. Um, they, it says here that the staff won't kick you that hard. Like, they're not going to really bruise or injure you. It's like but, the Yelp review. Like, didn't kick me in the ass hard. Well, there was, a, uh, there was a TV show called Gobu Gobu that uh, actually went there. And it's probably something like... Uh, the, the, the man eats food or whatever the hell that right, show yeah, is in America yeah. where it's like, oh, we go to the most extreme kitchens in the U.S. Oh, I'm going to yeah. eat a hot dog. Yeah. Not any old hot dog. 
this one's made a bull penis. Yeah, and they put it in my ass first. Yeah, it's like that. But um, basically, they, they went there and they did their little thing. And it's funny, at the end, they'll actually take a Polaroid, or the Japanese equivalent to one. Oh, so it's like going down the water slide? Yeah, they'll they'll give it to you at the end, showing you getting your butt kicked. (laughs) Like the look on your face? Oh, great. Oh, yeah, yeah, here, I'll show you. It's like a fucking theme park. We'll put this up on the webpage or something, but uh, this guy's like smiling on all fours with a maid standing with high heels on his ass. It's not too far off from like if you're uh, going to like a strip club and you're the bachelor about to to get married or something like that, then they... Do that kind of humiliation thing. Yeah. Um, do, you only... this could, do you think this could happen in the U.S.? Wait, no. Like, could do you... they? Do they ever feed you though? Is there an? Is there a restaurant? It's a cafe. So I'm guessing they have light pastries, coffee. Okay. Um. So when you get like an ass kicking, you're like eating a croissant off the floor. Oh, what are Maybe. those? What are those um, candy sticks they sell in Japan that are so delicious? They come in all kinds of flavors. Uh, Pocky. You ever no. heard of Pocky? No, I was gonna say lollipop. No, no, it's a Japanese uh, the, the dessert. I figured they had lollipops. No, me, my, my wife and I are obsessed when we buy them anytime we buy them Pocky. anywhere because they come in all kinds of flavors. You can even buy them um, in some grocery stores. Yeah. Uh, Walmart's and their grocery sections actually carry. Yeah, and they come uh, with like one of those like strings you pull, and it's like you're a piece of shit, and it, like no, it's, it's, it's it a, humiliates it, you. It's the, you have the no dignity. Equivalent I could say to you is it's a, like a stick of graham cracker, but more vanilla e in mm. flavor, and then they dip the end in some kind of flavor. Sounds like I could put that in my asshole. Yeah. I was thinking, like, the cafe probably just sells coffee, pocky, and ass And then ass kickings, yeah. yeah. Or, like, a like a menu of various humiliation routines, right? Yes. Um, do you think this could fly in America? Like, if you and I tomorrow were like, we want to buy that cafe down the street that's been closed down for a year. We want to renovate it. We want to open it and make a new cafe. Right. But all the waitresses have to dress like, I don't know, S&M girls or maids or schoolgirls. And then you throw a twist in there, like, and they'll assault you. But you have to, like, do a disclaimer form. Right. Like, do you think that would fly? Or do you think, like, the communities would just be like, hell no, you should I'm guessing go. it comes down to, like, local ordinances and what's considered, uh, like, how you hire the people. There's all these weird regulations. Yeah, I'm that. wondering, like, in Japan, is it just that loose? Like, can they just be like, we're, we're fucking doing this now. People love it. Hey, uh, c- I don't c- know. Come to my new gin bar and Frito-Lay dispensary. Uh, we feed you out of uh, tubes no, no, like, with, your, with your gin, like uh, hamster bottles. Right. And uh, the Fritos come on um, uh, diamond-studded plates. You don't pay for the Fritos. You pay for the rental of the plate for an I hour. I fucking love this already. <laughs> and um, when you uh, when you finish your meal, they, they, they give you a mint, but it's actually a live octopus on one of those little black server trays. You got to catch it with your mouth. You, you insert, Hands tied you, behind your back. You insert your penis into the mouth of the octopus and you just like well you're getting a suck job from an octopus yeah yeah and that's how it ends that's how your experience culminates oh, wow, okay see that one i'm not sure if that would fly but the um yeah that would be animal abuse but you know i'm actually curious because i bet in a lot of places that wouldn't fly but it's funny only because it's them degrading you the second you put like a hooters and you're like you could fucking degrade our our women staff all you want well you honk their tits shit well, the Fuck it, we're Hooters, would, and we're like, that's fine. That way, but... though, for this place, because, like, you're having them dress in sexy maid outfits, for instance, for this one. So, like, yeah. you could say the same thing about Hooters and you're And, and you're this. coming to get, like, you know you're going to come and get hurt. It's not like it's a, a secret. It's like if you go and fucking go to McDonald's and get diarrhea, like, you know it's going to happen. You fucking made the choice, right? right. Like, you're going to, it's going to hurt your asshole by, when you leave. And in this case, it's just a different story. Like, you, you go in, you get your ass kicked. By the way, uh, pooping out your dick? Eat McDonald's first. Diarrhea is way easier to pass through a dick than, like, corn riddled, riddled like, logs. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We would definitely want to go to McDonald's. Fast, fast food's yeah. good. Like a, like, a whole fiber diet, not good when you're shitting out your Yeah, diet. like, when you, like, just go to KFC and just eat the skin off yeah. the chicken. 
Yeah, leave the chicken. Yeah, when when you're shitting out your dick hole, don't eat Wheaties. That's when you don't eat your Wheaties. Man. Oh God, you don't eat like that fiber plus stuff. Oh, you like or... fiber and cheese is fucking binding you up, and it's all like you got dick constipation, and it's just like a big bubble, like an anaconda ate a fucking uh, hippo. Yep, yep. <laughs> that basically eliminates my favorite snack food. I usually take like a nice ball of cheese, and I just stick those uh, those little sticks from the fiber one cereal in it at right. all angles, and I'm like my cheesy urchin. <laughs> <laughs> cheesy urchin you're gonna pass like yeah. a kidney stone later <laughs> it's like hole with like the fucking cheesy urchin it's like bits. the end of a mace you know it's got a spiked ball <laughs> oh just like oh this was a mistake again no, no more cheesy urchins why didn't i eat the diarrhea food so i could squirt the poo out my penis oh yeah <sighs> speaking of a uh, um just dirty shit just shit <laughs> just yeah. dirty dirty shit um i've got the next story i know you do this is about uh furries right Furries, yeah, furries. And yeah, we we all love them. We've we've talked about them again on the podcast. Talk about before. a cum filled puppet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of cum filled puppets, yeah. Uh, this unfortunate three year old girl who probably loves Winnie the Pooh um, happened to have witnessed. Uh, ha- she saw Tigger fucking just a normal woman. That's probably the worst of it. If Tigger was just fucking poo, would be like, all right. Man, Tigger's fucking poo. It's a cartoon, yeah, why, right? Why didn't he just flush Boom. that poo? Why did he put it on his dick? <laughs> <laughs> Someone squirted that poo out the dick, and then fucking Tigger's fucking poo. Maybe, maybe it... he wasn't fucking poo. Maybe he was just passing it. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, you're right. It could have been that way. Um, Stupid girl. <laughs> when Mary Ann Saunders took her three-year-old granddaughter into a public restroom for some reason in the town of Dawlish in England... For some reason, she was shocked to see what she claimed was a man dressed as Tigger having sex with a naked woman. Hopefully, that's the only kind of woman you have sex with. I guess maybe they could have, like, a tank top on or something, but at least their vagina should be naked. Uh, The alleged incident happened October 28th, and Saunders said when she and the child entered the bathroom, the costume man and his partner were having, quote-unquote, full-blown sex. So wow. this is like a, I, it's the best episode of Winnie the Pooh ever. Yeah. I, <laughs> Tigger's do what Tigger's do. I'm going to fuck you where you poo. <laughs> uh, hey, you want to, you want to read a couple of these? Uh, was that a good Tigger voice? Cause I don't yeah, think that, I uh, think it, it works here. We, we've got a, a few Tigger quotes. Uh, you can read some, pass them back to me. Come on, rabbit. Let me in. Whoa. <laughs> I didn't realize that would go so, south so fast. No, no uh, they're really fucking spot on. <laughs> Come on, rabbit. Let's you and me bounce, huh? <laughs> Good heavens. Wait, that's it's rabbit, but I don't do a rabbit voice. What you do whatever. Like? That's, yeah, that's fine. Oh, good heavens. Me, me bounce? <laughs> Why, certainly. You look and you got the feet for it. I have? Sure. Come on. Try it. It makes you feel just great. Oh, you, you threw a little Tony the Tiger in I there. Did, you're, it, you're, you're combining your tigers. Yeah. As, um, as every good red-blooded American should, combine your tigers. This, this one is... Um, Could that be the title of this week's show, Combine Your Tigers? <laughs> if, if it wasn't for the fact that it's going to be the one with, you know, st- st- mama, If it wasn't for the stops. fact that we're going to shamelessly whore the fact that we have a guest. Yes. Yeah, that has yes. done a shitload of stuff way better than w- what we've done. Yeah. Um, this next one actually has a narrator in it and, uh, and Christopher Robin. So Morgan Freeman should be the narrator. Well, Tega... Your bouncing really got you into trouble this time. Tigger, puzzled. Say, who are you? 
Wait, that was, was that Edwin? <laughs> the fuck is that? Did you just do an Edwin impression accidentally? Say, who are you? I'm gonna keep with that. That's my taker. Yeah, like this: Morgan Freeman and Edwin. Oh, I'm the narrator. I just turned it like a. It was, was that JFK? Yeah, I think. <laughs> I'm the narrator. Oh, that wasn't it. Uh, I'm an narrator. Please, please, desperately. Oh well, please, for goodness' sakes, narrate me down from here, narrator. Very well. Hold on tight. Turns the book sideways as Tigger whimpers in fright. Christopher Robbins. You can let go now, Tigger. Tigger stammers in panic, then covers his eyes. Never. Narrator. But Tigger, look for yourself. You're perfectly safe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it goes It goes on. I realized that one wasn't that dirty. No, no. Oh, wait, no, this is the one. Uh, <laughs> your next, Tigger, jump. Uh, jump? Tiggers don't jump. They bounce. Then bounce down. That's uh, Winnie the Pooh. Uh, don't be ridiculous. Tiggers only bounce up. You can climb down, Tigger. Ah, oh, but Tiggers can't climb down. Uh, cause uh, uh, the tails get in the way. And then rabbit. Uh, what was your rabbit? It was Winnie the Pooh. I didn't oh, do a hooray. rabbit. Yeah, here, have, have, have your have your sick <laughs> Winnie the Pooh fetish sight back. <laughs> well, the next one's all about. Piglet fucking Tigger. This is weird. Yeah. That's all I got. That, that, that's fine. Okay. Well, I have uh, our last story of the week. Do we want to jump into that this real was, quick? That was from Winnie the Pooh and the Blustery Day, by the by the way. Okay. I don't know the references. I think I've seen every one of those Winnie the Pooh movies when I was a kid. But it was from 1968. Yeah. I, any modern references would be totally lost on me. Like Tigger. Oh, no, no. no that t- was, Tigger pounds it no, out. That was uh, from, <laughs> <laughs> from your, your Pornhub Tigger days. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I know I know Tigger from Pornhub. This is that actually that was from uh, Winnie the Pooh. And I'm afraid Tigger if I type Tigger into Pornhub, I'd just get misspelled racial porn. Right? No, I, you know, <laughs> I bet you would get some Tigger porn. Yeah. Well, I'm or not... Tiger. Yeah. Well, I have homework for later tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. Oh, but remember, type in podcast research after it. So yeah. All right. The last story of this week's show is about a pickup artist who teaches men how to pick up women. Uh, he does this uh, around the world, from what I can tell, but he, uh, he apparently really loves Japan and has got a little bit of trouble in Australia recently. Um, skeevy dating coach and human-shaped glob of hair gel Julian Blanc uh, has run into a couple setbacks with his new artist lecture tour on how to pick up women. Uh, at least three hotels that were hosting his seminars have already dropped out because of his, uh, shall we say, approach? Well, I'm... First, is that on his business card, like skeevy and human? It might as well be. I mean, this guy is like a Jersey Shore reject. That, that, he's just, just looking at him. And I pictured it by him. when you were t- like told me about it. I pictured Jersey Shore like fucking situation style. Yeah, he uh, he had an online Probably. seminar that was specifically for Japan, where it was his strategy on how to pick up Japanese women while on vacation. Okay, and uh, Wait, that video went the Japanese viral. women are. Wait, he's on vacation or the Japanese and He's women? on vacation in Japan, okay, and he's, okay. he's explaining to a group of men um, at one of his seminars how to pick up Japanese women. Yeah. Um, this video went viral, and since then, hotels have been dropping him for seminars and not letting him speak there. Um, I'm going to play the video, then I'll get into further detail as to exactly why he's uh, this skeevy loser that I, we're going to get deeper okay. into. Like that. So, romping through the streets, just like grabbing girls in my opens, like, Head, like head on dick, head on dick, yelling Pikachu with a Pikachu shirt. Uh, 
and it was ridiculous. I, I have the infield of this. It's awesome. And then, like, even going up to groups and, like, one by one, two at a time, and it's the happiest I've ever been. And uh, what's <laughs> fucked, too, is that every foreigner who's white at least does this, and you'll be roaming through the streets, and there's, like, in Japanese people everywhere. And you... Every white foreigner does this. Yeah. You wear a Pikachu shirt, grab girls by their heads, shove their faces into your crotch, and yell Pikachu? It sounds like he has a very, like, limited source of friends. Because I have friends who live, actually, we both do, that live yeah. in Japan now and that have visited. And Thank I can God. We, have, honestly we actually say, have listeners in Japan because of that. <laughs> yeah, and I can honestly say none of them have done that, and they all live pretty good, happy lives in Japan with, like, beautiful women. And, like, I don't... I don't think that's exactly how you have to go about it. Yeah, um, that interview, that uh, that seminar he did that went viral isn't the only instance of him making really bad calls with advice to men on how to get women. It sounded like a really bad stand-up, actually. It, it sounded does, like he was trying to make people laugh, but he was like trying to be sort of serious. Okay, and... he's charging $5,000 a seminar, Fuck. first of all. Um, recently, no wonder Hilton dropped him. Oh, uh, where was this? It was, I think it was on uh, Twitter. He was tweeting and Instagramming both separately, you know, social media. Um, the hashtag was choking girls around the world, talking about how using choking a woman when you first meet her as an opener works. Assault. Assault. <laughs> how you could just. Oh. Yeah. And um, apparently there's also a creepy conversation he had with a woman on uh, t- on Tinder. Good old Tinder. Oh, yeah. Um, and he said, you should uh, you should be happy. I'm acknowledging your existence, you whore. I give you a chance to be with me out of pity. And this is how you act. Wow, so he's fucking creepy even for Tinder. Yeah, even for Tinder, he's <laughs> pushing it. Wow. Yeah, and the uh, the post on Tinder it's actually... It's not like the 1990s. Like, the, the, the online dating scene and stuff isn't weird and creepy anymore. There are, like, respectable and respectful people on there. You don't have to just assume she's desperate because she's fucking talking to you. Here's a couple of his tweets just to give you more information on Blanc and how cool he is. Uh, this Please. Is one, this is one tweet. Uh, Love is when you emotionally abuse her and she still comes back for more, right? Another tweet. Said there was a rhetorical question, probably, yeah. though. Oh, we're totally He rhetorical. knows the answers, like, yeah. He knows all the answers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another tweet says, no means no. Hashtag, just kidding. Oh, my fucking <laughs> Yeah, this guy is the biggest scumbag. There's not even, like, a like a funny, like, shock jock, like, way I could take that. Yeah, there's actually a Twitter campaign right now. Uh, hashtag, take Chop down Julian off? Blanc. Yeah. To, uh, to kind of throw him down. Um, 25,000 people have already signed this petition on change.org. And please, to, more people do. To stop him from doing these tours, essentially. It's like, it's the, like pre- the president's <laughs> not going to come out and say, uh, Julian Blanc, um, yeah. y- you shouldn't be choking them lasses. Yeah. That's how Obama talks in my head. Really, really. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we, you know, you might get droned. I mean, sure, we couldn't catch Edward, you know, Snowden, but you, you and your change.org petition will get you. Yeah, so um, sounds like a dirtbag. Yeah, uh, his uh, his tour was actually under the name Real Social Dynamics, and uh, the Marriott, for instance, actually tweeted, you know, we're not doing uh, the real. Oh, social so it dynamics. was real. Okay, I was just joking when I said the Hilton canceled him. He was going into places like the Hilton and the Marriott and stuff like that, getting and yeah, doing like those just fucking cheesy like self help talk type. Things. Yeah, it's one of those. Oh my god, how sad is it? The people that lost their money. I, Oh, I'm sorry. It was three thousand dollars, not five. But Jesus Christ, three thousand well, so somebody... dollars to hear assault a woman, she'll dig it. 
Yeah, but usually they get like, you know, a couple hundred people to show up to those, you know, it costs them, you know, 20 bucks a person yeah. and they end up with a thousand bucks out of it or something like that. So, and some of the times the entrepreneurs are like, oh, okay, I can do that for 3,000, I can make a thousand bucks, blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. And, well, the, the Japanese video showed a packed room. Yeah. Wow. Uh, one Australian town even pulled the event permit from his upcoming Real Social Dynamics uh, seminar right. and threatened to prosecute him if he actually goes through with a lecture there. Good. There's only so. There is actually a fucking degree of free speech that I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. This guy doesn't deserve it. You know? Yeah. Like, give it to the KKK. Fucking sure. Whatever. You know, those guys can do what they want, and these guys can do what they want. But every once in a while, somebody actually goes too far. Yeah, he hasn't uh, had any retorts on this in social media about any of these cancellations or prosecutions or the change.org. He, he hasn't addressed any of it. But he did post a video recently that uh, basically talks about how he got his start in the pickup community and, uh, yeah. and how he joined a lair. <laughs> a lair? Yeah, like a, like a lair, like Skeletor's lair. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Few good people I know have ever joined a lair. Yeah, him and Skeletor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, I'd put Skeletor. I'd hang out with Skeletor. Hey, Skeletor, do you want to learn how to pick up ladies while we're in the same lair? You, you just choke them. Yeah. No. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> You're a dirtbag. Let's go back to fucking wherever it is that He-Man's from and do that stuff instead. Yeah. You know, and, and well, you, I wouldn't put that past Skeletor anyway because he is a good guy when you get down to it. The he whole, is really. The whole plot to his of, heart. The whole plot of He-Man was he got evicted from his house and he wants it back. Yeah. That's the entire plot of the 80s cartoon. He's like, I'm not rapey. I'm not gonna do this kind of stuff. Even though he has uh, his bone ready? Yeah. Because he's bones. Skeletor is? Yeah, he's all bones. Wait a minute. Skeletor's... Oh, no, his, his head is bones. Wait, which one's And his Skeletor? body's muscles. Skeletor's the one with the bones? Skeletor's the, the he's not like the action beast. He's figure not the... where you pop off the head, put a skull on it, and then change it to blue and purple. That's Skeletor! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the, yeah. He's the same character it's as like He-Man. It's like a he pop the head on, you spray paint it. Yeah, yeah and he's just the victim of a, uh, a bad financial scheme uh, resulting in a real estate yeah. foreclosure. I don't want to be associated with this dirtbag over here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rapey McGee. Yeah. Like fucking Cagney all of a sudden. Yeah. We're not sharing a lair. No, see? No more lair sharing. You choke too many girls. <laughs> uh, I can't wake up for another. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well. <laughs> um, Ladies and gentlemen. If anyone would like to chime in on uh, um, our talks, our discussions, or maybe just tell us what a great interview we just did, <laughs> you, can go to, uh, you can go to Twitter and find us at The Lost at Home. Cunts. And Jerry, we can find you at cunts at cunts on Twitter, which I'm pretty oh, sure will shit. bring you to a completely different Twitter. That's address. true. Although I actually am uh, at twatty on Instagram, um, but with T W A double T Y. But I forgot uh, about that. I dropped out of Instagram um, a long while back. Oh, uh, me too. I haven't done it in like a couple of years. But uh, I, every once in a while, when I come up with art stuff, which I'm actually starting to do some art stuff again, maybe I'll pop back on Instagram as at twatty. But uh, at Sonic Jalopy. that's where I'm at. So. I'm uh, I'm tweeting at cunt right now to see if it exists. It's just spinning. I'm, they might not la like that. Might be one of those like blacklisted one. Like at I got Fox. at cunt underscore watchers, the original oh, cunt watching. Watchers. On the lookout for massive cunts. Hashtag C watch. Massive cunts. <laughs> Letter C watch. <laughs> Only massive cunts. Yeah. Cunt watch. They're like a. Is there like a big, like bat symbol kind of thing with like a cunt symbol? No. There's a lot of people saying at cunt in their uh, in their tweets, but it doesn't... Oh, there it is. Error. The account you were trying to view has been suspended. Oh, cause it probably because it says cunt. It did exist at one point. Yeah, and they were like, oh, okay, we can't do that. 
Um, who to follow when you go to their suspended page? Uh, Portland Timbers. <laughs> at, at Timbers FC. Oh my God, I love the fact that... <laughs> who to follow you? When, when you're in, on, on the prowl for cunt on Twitter, just fucking follow a timber. Yeah, company. look for Lumberjacks, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> it's a forestry company or something. And... <laughs> I love that they're associated at Portland so closely. Timbers, I love it. Yeah. At, at Portland Timbers. Everybody, <laughs> when looking for at cunt, just make sure to go to at Portland Timbers. Uh, but, yeah. in all honesty, you should go to at Lost at Home and... Uh, and tweet us. And, yeah, Talk to us. Let us know what's up. And, or actually, if you want to check out our, our other show, at Horror Court, Horror in the Court, right? No, horror at Horror Court. Horror Court. At you Horror Court, right? Court, right? Yeah. Because we're com at Horror Court little easier on twitter yeah we're throwing a lot of social at you sorry but you know just go find us online talk to us be our friends the only place people talk to us you know we we might engage you guys more socially if you disengage us socially first yeah oh yeah and actually speaking of that if you want to engage us uh in terms of five star reviews we'll uh we'll make like a cool song or a rap or a actually um i don't know if jared's aware of this being the musician out of the two of us but we've uh, we launched on the Lost at Home podcast dot com the first that. track of our upcoming. I did album. see that, and you said it was a, like an upcoming album, which puts a lot of pressure on me. But I love it. Yeah, so pressure is uh, the only thing that keeps me going. Yeah, these five star reviews and sometimes these other little weird musical things that Jared does, we're gonna uh, put them all together as a compilation and maybe uh, do something with it. Yeah, and it makes me want to do more. So. I think the, I think the bonus track should be the the Freddie song. We'll call it the boner track, and that could just go in anywhere actually, because I think I called it uh, five stars and beyond the pale. Okay, all right. Perfect. So we can talk titles later if you want to change it. <laughs> no, that works. You've already promoted it. Yeah. So so yeah. Um, go to our uh, our page and check out that first track off the new album. Yeah. And um, besides that, we'll uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Take care. Cunt. 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 Cunt.